Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. It's not an instrument you're likely to see make an appearance during a modern musical performance, but the lyre played a major role in ancient Greek culture. And even before it began popping up at private drinking party performances and religious ceremonies, an earlier version of the stringed instrument likely originated in the ancient Middle East. For the article this episode is based on, HowStuffWorks spoke via email with Richard P. Martin, a professor in classics at Stanford University. He said, depending on how you define it, the lyre, or another simple handheld stringed instrument like it, seems to be popular from the Mediterranean through to India and in many parts of Africa. Musicologists debate whether one very ancient prototype spread with different cultures borrowing from others or whether these were independent creations. Traditionally, the lyre had two fixed upright arms, or horns, and a crossbar, and its tuning pegs were made of bronze, bone, ivory, or wood. The instrument's seven strings measured the same length, but varied in thickness, and were stretched between the crossbar and a fixed tailpiece. How Stuff Works also spoke with professional musician Dave Mostert. He explained that the earliest lyres were likely made from the forearm bones of sheep, goats, or donkeys, and images of the instruments were depicted on Sumerian carvings dating from approximately 2000 BCE. Quote, There are many representations of lyres on classical Greek vase paintings, and according to the accounts of various historians, the body shape of lyre instruments varied greatly over the years. The versions of the lyre that existed in Mesopotamia and the Near East around 2000 BCE or earlier included bigger box lyres that were sometimes so large that they had to be set on the ground like a modern harp. Martin explained that the lyre that many of us are familiar with today is the bowl lyre, typically associated with Greek culture, which was invented after 1000 BCE. Quote, it was small and light and had from 3 to 11 strings that you would play by plucking. The bowl lyre was associated with private entertainment at drinking parties. Apparently, the sound was not too loud, and you'd hear it better in a room. At the same time that the lyre was becoming a favorite among Greek partiers, another instrument was also picking up popularity. Martin said, Ancient Greeks also had what they called a kithara, a much larger box-style lyre that you played with a pick, and which had a resonating sound box— This was used in musical compositions, either for instrumental pieces or to accompany singers. It was also played during rituals, where it would accompany more formal public songs, like a hymn of praise and celebration of victory. HowStuffWorks also spoke via email with Jed Makosko, professor of physics at Wake Forest University and academic director of academicinfluence.com. He said that there's solid science to explain the unique sound of the lyre. Quote, In the ancient world of lyre players, no one had an electronic tuner or even a tuning fork. So how did they keep their lyres sounding good? They had to use math. Pythagoras, uh, the guy with the A squared plus B squared equals C squared theorem, and his students were among the first to associate the lengths of equally tight, equally heavy strings with their tones, and, more importantly, recognize the ratios of the lengths of those strings was super important. In the end, he was able to explain why the four strings on the lyres that people played in his time sounded good together, and he was able to help people keep them in tune. When it comes to the actual acoustics of the lyre, 
people have described the gentle sound in a variety of ways. Martin said they sound like Hawaiian slack-key guitars, only tinnier. Mostert confirmed the lyre's delicate sound, attributing the acoustic effect to the instrument's construction. Quote, The strings on a lyre are generally stretched over a frame because of the force they exert. The sound of a lyre is light and airy, and not powerful enough for orchestral performance. Martin, an expert in Greek mythology, says the lyre played an important role in many famous tales of the gods. He said, The most famous story is how Hermes, when only a one-day-old baby, enticed a tortoise into his home, killed it, gutted it, and made a lyre out of it, stretching skin on top of the hollow shell, and then tightening seven sheep-gut cords over the skin. Hermes then went and secretly stole the cattle of his brother Apollo. When the older god tracked him down, the baby god enchanted Apollo by playing on his newly invented instrument. Apollo was so taken with the music it produced that he made a deal with Hermes. He would take the lyre and give Hermes a golden wand, and also power over some forms of divination. The instrument also made an appearance in another famous myth regarding Hercules, who killed his first music teacher in anger using a lyre as a bludgeon. A constellation is even named after the instrument. Martin said, Orpheus, the famous singer who could move rocks and trees and animals with his music, played a lyre. And when Orpheus was killed, the gods placed his lyre in the sky. It became the constellation Lyra. Another Greek god also has ties to the lyre. Martin explained, we get the word lyric, as in lyric poetry, from the instrument that was used to accompany ancient songs and recitations. Apollo, who is shown playing the big concert-style kithara more often, does play the lyre as well, as represented on some ancient Greek vase paintings. It is interesting that Apollo is also the god of archery, famous for his unerring arrows and bows, because in some cultures, for example in parts of South Africa, People, even today, actually convert their hunting bows into musical instruments. They're multifunctional. Martin says the lyre is still alive and well in some parts of the world. Quote, In the island of Crete, there are famous lyre makers and lyre players. If you go there in the summer especially, you'll see big posters every weekend advertising who's playing at what club or other venue. Players sing along to it, or there can be others in a group who recite short Cretan poems while the music plays. The Cretan lyra is played with a bow, not usually plucked, and seems to be the descendant of a medieval Byzantine instrument. There's a fantastic musical instrument museum in Athens that has on display folk instruments like it from other parts of Greece. Today's episode is based on the article, The Light and Airy Liar Has Plucked Its Way Through the Ages, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Michelle Konstantinovsky. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Listener.